Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 18, Breaking Stigma and Stereotypes. To learn more about us on the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. So... This episode, we're going to be talking about kind of just the stigma and various stereotypes um, that are really prominent around uh, wellness and mental health. Um, And even though I guess they've kind of started to break down quite a bit over time, I think, but um, they, they still really exist. And I think it's important for all of us to kind of further keep breaking these stereotypes and stigmas down. Um, it's just, I, I think as a whole, just kind of necessary for humanity, um, to be able to take the needed focus onto ourselves and take care of ourselves properly. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, stereotypes are those are always around and, and, um, even though like, like Logan said, it seems to be, um, lessening as we go on and grow. But I think that, you know, it's one of those things that you can never get rid of truly. Um, they're always going to be there and, and finding ways to, to kind of push through that and, and, uh, stay focused on yourself. Yeah. Well, I think just in, in our culture anyway, stereotypes are such a, uh, focal point for a lot of various things. They, I mean, they just simply exist and, um, I think, you know, obviously we're going to kind of hone in more on the mental health wellness aspects of it, but, um, you know, stereotypes and stigmas around stuff are, are just very prominent everywhere. And, um, I think that's probably part of why there it's hard to fully break this stigma and the stereotypes around mental health, wellness, stuff like that, because our culture so, innately drawn into stereotypes and that type of thinking. Yeah. And I think it's so ingrained in, like you said, ingrained in, in a lot of things. I think even without, um, really being cognitively aware that we're doing it, we we're stereotypical about a lot of things without you know even really realizing it. And I think that, you know, as we grow and stuff, it gets really ingrained. So it takes a lot more effort to kind of work around those and fight through those as we, as we, uh, go through, our wellness journey. Yeah, I agree. We were kind of talking about some of the, you know, different stereotypes that exist around specifically wellness and, and mental health and stuff. And um, we kind of just came up with a short list of things that that we've been able to see are kind of, you know, still the trends or, or I guess the the stereotypes that are a little more common. Yeah. I would say that's probably the best way to explain it. Cause I mean, it's different for everybody. Right. Um, and that, and that's part of the thing with these stereotypes, um, is 
there's so many different ones that exist out there, but then we each interpret them and perceive them differently and, and look at them different. But I think with wellness, a lot of times, um, like one of the big ones is it's, it's almost like a diet to some people. That's how they view it. And, and that it's a fad, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not something that is going to be around forever or, um, it's just the popular thing right now. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, it does, I, I think myself before I really tried looking at and working on my wellness journey, I think that I fell into that group too, where I thought, well, it's a fad. It, you know, it's not really something for me. Um, and kind of just without even really looking into it and seeing what it entailed, just kind of assume that I wouldn't like it. Um, and you know, I think that as our human nature is, I think that a lot of times that's how we kind of react to stuff we don't know or don't understand is kind of shy back from it and um, try to judge it without even giving it a, a thought. Yeah. One, I think part of that too is is that's much like almost all stereotypes though too, is it's something that maybe like it's a subject or an item that we don't know everything about. We're limited in the information that we have. And so we fall back to possibly these, you know, common stereotypes that exist or things that we've heard or, you know, thought on our own um, about it just based off the limited information that we have rather than, you know, going and fully researching it. We just jump to this quick stereotypical, you know, mindset. Mm -hmm. We frame it that way. And then a lot of times we leave it. We walk away from it. Yeah, it's almost like, like you said, you don't understand it. You don't really have all the information. So you go to like a defense mechanism rather than opening your mind up to kind of learning and and really evaluating if it is a good choice or not um, or something you might like or could be useful. Um, I think another stereotype that uh, comes along with wellness, I think, is that, you know, it's practiced by hippies or or progressives or um, kind of those outliers, I guess, against norm, most societal norms. Yeah. And I think, you know, the word hippies too, or what have you is kind of a stereotype in and of itself yeah. too. I mean, yeah. it, there's a definition for it online if you look it up, but, but it's kind of, you know, again, a bunch of people trying to be shoved into one box. And again, not every one of those individuals is the same either, but people look at it in that light. They mm-hmm. stereotype one stereotype with another stereotype and, yeah. and they look at it as that kind of hippie or progressive, you know, out of their realm or, you know, it might be silly or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that's something good to keep in mind is that every, you know, stereotypes in, in and of themselves take, you know, partial facts or information from groups of people and really, kind of take one little sliver of a picture and associate it with the entire group. So um, as you go through this and, and, you know, kind of form your own stereotypes or whatnot, you want to make sure you're just keeping an open mind and kind of second guessing yourself on, is this, is this actually true or am I just picking out what I notice? Yeah. Another part um, that I think is, is good to point out too um, from a stereotypical standpoint or the stigma behind it is, is that 
a lot of wellness stuff is, is costly or not very time efficient, that it takes up too much of a person's time, things like that. Um, and I see that quite a bit. And I mean, some stuff can be, yeah, but, but I think that's a small niche within wellness. Um, I don't, and I will talk about some of this later on here in the episode, but you know, most of that stuff, that's not the case. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it is a, a stereotype that's there. I think that, you know, the time one comes up a lot and I think that, um, really we've talked about this, me and you, but my vision of time is that what's important to you is what you're going to invest your time in. And, um, if, if it's something that is important to you, then I think you'll, you know, can work through that one and find, find the, the right amount of time to work on your wellness. But, uh, as far as cost too, I think it's a huge thought for everyone because there's, there's everything has a, a cost associated with it and kind of finding out how that works with your lifestyle and other things you want to accomplish. Um, but you know, I think you also fall in the same realm, right? There's always a cheaper way or a more expensive way to get things done. Yeah, that's very true. I think, uh, you know, a lot of wellness stuff though. Um, and again, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but a lot of it doesn't even cost anything. Yeah, that's um, very true. You know, cause when we start talking about cost, I mean, what's expensive to one person might not be to another and vice versa. Um, so that's, you know, kind of important to note, you know? Um, and I think that plays part of it too, you know, because a lot of times if there is a cost at all associated with it, we can look at it and be like, oh, well, it's extra money and I don't want to spend any extra money right now. Yeah. You know? um, and so a lot of it that does have financial cost along with it, you know, that right there kind of holds that stigma. And yeah. So I think it's important to know, though, that a lot of wellness stuff comes at no cost. Very true. I think uh, another one we had on our list is weak or weakness. Um, I think that myself personally, uh, when I, before I started really looking at wellness overall and mental health and, and those things, I kind of did envision it as weak. Um, not necessarily for others, but almost like for myself. Like if I admit that, you know, maybe I need a little work here and there that that's going to, I'm going to appear weak or, uh, not as strong or capable or, you know, whatever it might be that your mind tells you. And I think, uh, and that's a big one, I think, all around that that causes people to kind of shy away or um, just be hesitant about maybe not looking into wellness things, but maybe voicing that they are using wellness things or listening to podcasts or whatever it might be, just uh, that fear of the stereotype of weakness. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so funny to, to me that people perceive themselves in that light um, because a lot of wellness is, is helping you grow as a person. It's moving you forward and further in life. It's and, like the complete opposite. Right. It's bettering <laughs> you. And I'm a firm believer that if I can observe something and be self-aware and realize that there's a fault within me or something wrong or, you know, something that could be made better to me, that's the opposite of a weakness. Maybe that bit of me may seem like a weakness. So that initial hurdle to get over that bit and like realize it. But 
you know, that could be difficult for a lot of people. But once you've identified it and you've admitted that to yourself, that it is a problem or a weakness or whatever, then now you're in a better place because you've identified it and you can start to correct it or make it better or grow and learn from these things. And so to me, it's a strength. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. I think it's, it's kind of humorous looking back at, I looking at what like your mind tells you or your, um, you know, your preconceived notions of stuff. And then when you actually do push yourself outside that box, you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about what you didn't know or misunderstood. Yeah. And another one that I, I think oftentimes gets kind of bundled in with this in that weakness bit is that people often associate, you know, wellness stuff and stereotype it as, you know, being associated, um, you know, with more prominent mental health disorders, you know, whether it's severe depression or high anxiety or schizophrenia, any anything like that. You know, I think that people instantly kind of start to correlate those things with that. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not the case. I mean, everybody needs wellness in some capacity, whether you are suffering from a mental health illness or not. Yeah. And really at times, I mean, we all are suffering from some form of a mental health illness, whether it's diagnosed or not, right? It's emotional and um, life is up and down and all around. So uh, I'm, but the same way, I think it's an area that I thought before I really got into this wellness um, focused life that, you know, it was more for people with diagnosed issues or, um, illnesses and not really for, and that's probably just a little bit of pridefulness on my part and stubbornness too, but, um, definitely another area that can trip people up and, and uh, get in your way. Yeah. 100%. And I, I think part of that too is, is that regardless of whether or not, you may be diagnosed with a mental health disorder or not. These are things that we all deal with in some, some level throughout our lives, whether it's a little bit of anxiety or we go through a, a rough patch and we're maybe experiencing a little bit of depression. Everybody deals with this stuff. Period. Yeah. Really the only difference is the severity. Yes, exactly. And, and maybe what needs to be done to help treat mm-hmm. that thing, you know, and, whether you need to go to a professional or not, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I think that that stigma really lingers there. And, yeah. and we oftentimes people perceive it to be, again, a weakness. But even if you do have a diagnosed mental health illness, it's not a weakness. You know, it's just part of us that we have to, again, learn and grow from and figure out just like anything yeah. else. Yeah, it's exactly just like anything else. Um, I think, you know, that, you know, another side of that stigma is that I think falls into what are people going to think if I'm, you know, working on my wellness? Are they going to think that I'm, I have an issue or a diagnosed disorder or something like that? Um, and really, the bottom line is it, it doesn't really matter. No. You, know, you just got to work on yourself and stay on your path. Exactly. And, you know, one of the other ones, and this kind of falls back with the, I I think oftentimes is kind of bundled in with some of the progressive stuff, but you see a lot of people that are, you know, bundling in like wellness and looking at like very specific things like people that do yoga, you know, and is yoga 
part of wellness in a sense? Yes. But there are millions of things I'm sure that could be bundled in with wellness and um, yoga is just one of them. And, you know, a lot of people find yoga to be highly helpful for them. And is it for everybody? No, but you know, you could be doing yoga for non wellness purposes too. I'm sure that either way you spin it, it kind of revolves right back to being a wellness. Just well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. But um, another one that I've, I've heard a lot too is like essential oils, people that get kind of really big into the uh, world of essential oils. Um, again, you know, this is a, a, a person specific thing. It's something that, you know, if you want to get excited about that and utilize that in your life, awesome. If you don't, then you don't. Um, and, and this is kind of part of the problem with a lot of these stereotypes and stigmas is that all of this stuff, it's like getting thrown into this little box and people are viewing it in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the reality is, is wellness is much more than just these things. And it looks so much different for everybody. And I can tell you, I'm going to tell a story about the yoga. I, uh, when I was first working out of college, first couple of years of my first job, I worked for a company and they actually implemented yoga during work. So it was like an hour, I think it was 45 minutes to an hour a day or a couple of days a week, not every day, a couple of days a week that we would stop working and do yoga and then move on. And I, you know, at the time I was like, this is craziness. Why would we stop working to do yoga? And, um, you know, not looking at, looking at the one sided of it of like, we're stopping working, which means I still have to do work when I'm done. So when I do yoga, all I'm going to think about is doing work. And, um, it's funny cause years later, you know, now I would love to to do more yoga and get better at it and increase my flexibility and use some of those benefits, you know, on the fitness side of my wellness. Um, and I don't mind it. I can actually do it a little bit. It's not pretty by any means, but I can get it done. But it's so funny how you grow over time, right? Like before I was so against like, this is ridiculous. And now I'm at a place where it's like, Oh, I could, I'd love to do more of it. I just need to work it in. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a job that um, started to incorporate that as well. It was, you know, obviously a, a voluntary basis, you know, mm-hmm. but they they would elect time for you to go do that. And I never personally did, um, but I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Um, but I think the point to a lot of this is that is it's wellness isn't just like this neat little box that that everybody can fit into. Okay. It's, it's definitely something that, you know, we all have our own various wellness needs Yeah, and it looks completely different for every single person. And, um, there's a saying that floats around out there and I really, really enjoy it. And I thought it kind of, um, you know, sends this home here a little bit, but wellness is about thriving, not just surviving. And, to me, the way that I look at that is, is anything that helps us thrive in this world kind of is wellness in a sense, you know, whether we're, you know, moving forward with our health and our mental health, um, or our physical capabilities through fitness or, you know, finances, we're getting ourselves into a better financial state, all that stuff. 
I mean, there's, there's so many different areas. Um, even going into like emotional yeah, um, growth and, uh, you know, even social areas of, you know, working in those relationships and making them better and stronger and, and, you know, more focused and more in tune. Yep. I mean, and, you know, on the social realm too, we've talked about this before, um, but, you know, even just our friends and the people that we surround ourselves with, our family, our coworkers, things like that, all that stuff can be kind of um, involved in wellness. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, we just don't look at it through that lens. Yeah, I think we do kind of seem to focus on like a couple main points of wellness that, that are usually touched on the most and kind of forget that other stuff that builds into our wellness package and, um, you know, really creates balance, I think, in your overall life when you have all these areas in sync and, and working together. Um, you know, another big one, too, is environmental, which is, you know, I think where you really work on what, what, what situations you put yourself in and how you really set yourself up for success or not success, uh, depending on what decisions you make and, and the kind of things you interact with. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, for example, their jobs, you know, they get sedentary in a specific job and maybe it's, you know, kind of a toxic environment for them or something, but, you know, they know they need that particular paycheck and they don't have mm -hmm. the mental energy or time or whatever it is to go look for something else, or at least they think they don't. Um, and, you know, all that stuff, those things, when you start making decisions for yourself that put yourself in a better spot, whether that's less stress, you know, more happiness or a better financial spot or, or yes, your mental and physical health, you know, which I think is what a lot of people look at wellness as being is just the mental health piece or the physical health. And mm -hmm. a lot of times I think that even just beyond the physical health though, they don't even oftentimes don't even bring in fitness into that. It's more like, am I going to the doctor all the time? Do I have actual health concerns? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think that like, you know, I had a great point on, you know, getting stuck in that grind and being, needing the paycheck and, um, you know, looking at oftentimes I think that, that the, the areas of our wellness, um, supports and systems that's struggling the most is where we focus instead of looking at all the other ones and other opportunities that we could maybe, you know, use other resources and wellness to, to help fix the problem that we're focused on. Um, and, uh, that's a huge, huge reason. I like the whole balanced, um, word and, you know, visual of it is that if one thing's missing here in our wellness journey or wellness support system, then you have to really look at the other ones to see if, can those help me adjust the one that's not working as well? Or how do I get around that? Yeah. And, and that, that really is a big part of it is, is, you know, finding that balance in your life. And when you feel like you've got a good balance on all those spectrums, whether it's, you know, the physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, environmental, whatever it might be, when you feel you're at a good balance in your life and you're not always like feeling like you got to catch something up, like my, you know, 
friends or my job or this or that. You're not having like painstaking moments when you're kind of just fully balanced out and everything is feeling good and Mm -hmm. progressing in the way that you want. That's kind of what wellness is, is all those things that help support you to that. And, and, and that's a good thing to point out is a lot of people, whether they're stereotyping or stigmatizing wellness or not, wherever you're at in life, almost everybody is practicing well, wellness related stuff, whether they know it or not. Um, Definitely. And, and perhaps they're just calling it something different altogether, but um there it's everybody's doing it, you know, now, whether you're doing enough of it or doing it in the right manner, um, especially because if you are stereotyping wellness, you're probably not digging in and looking at what is wellness, right? Mm -hmm. Those people may not even be listening to this podcast right now, (laughs) but the reality is, is that they're, if they're stereotyping it and they're not researching into it, they're probably not learning that, a lot of the day-to-day stuff we're doing is wellness-related anyways. Yeah, you probably spend a lot of energy avoiding it, right? Like you, you don't like the idea of it, so you kind of go the other way and push away and think you're trying to avoid it. But really, everything you do really to, to calm yourself or refocus yourself, I mean, there's so many things that we do in life that we don't even think that relate to it. Yeah, and there's tons of them. Like... Uh, there's a lot of them I think that go under the radar. Like for example, taking a vacation, you know, you're a kind of de-stressing, you're getting away from your normal day-to-day monotony, right? With work, home life, whatever it might be, you're, you're able to get away from that and kind of have a little escape, which from a wellness standpoint can help on many different levels. Mm -hmm. And I think too, when you're focusing on your wellness and, in the practice of your, your goals and journey, I think that you really hone in on your vacation too, right? Cause if you're not really focused on what's going on, you're just vacationing. Like for me, a vacation should be relaxing and I don't like my schedule to be filled with boom, boom, boom events the whole time. Right. But some people like, for, you know, I don't know for you example, it might be, I want to land and I don't want to stop moving until I get done. And that's vacation. Like it's very fine tuned even in that aspect of, of, uh, you know, how we interact or how we use the tool. Yeah. Most definitely. And I see, I kind of have both, right? Like I try and prioritize like a relaxing vacation if I can every year so that I've got a nice escape where I can really truly go and just relax. I I don't have any expectations or anticipations Mm -hmm. about it. Like I'm just going for the sole purpose of I need to get away. I need to relax. I need to de-stress and take some me time, right? Then I have my other vacations that are more fun, right? And maybe not as relaxing, but it's more for the sightseeing aspect or Mm -hmm. something like that to go somewhere new and interesting. And I do kind of probably stay a little bit more busy. So I'm not necessarily relaxing, but I'm having maybe a lot more cool experiences. Yeah. You know, kind of depends, but, and also everybody's different, you know, yeah, so exactly. it, it kind of depends on how these things end up working out for you, you know, um, cause some people can go on those go, go, go vacations, like you were saying. And, and for me, those kind of stress me out a little bit. So I have to like prepare myself ahead of time for that and yeah, <laughs> be ready for it. 
Um, but some people, they thrive off that, you know, and it's like they just go and it doesn't even phase them, you know. Yeah, that's very funny how it, it's so different yeah. for different people. Another uh, wellness activity is, um, you know, that people might not think of directly related to wellness uh, is like outdoors activities like hiking, biking, fishing, um, any of those things that, you know, kind of get you out and, and away from your day to day and a little bit of recharge. Yeah. Even going on a simple walk, you know, around your neighborhood or a local park or whatever, you know, if you have a trail and simple things like that are wellness related things. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. Yeah. Um, another very simple one that is highly common, especially if you have family, um, nearby is time with family, you know, a lot of times that's a, a nice little escape from your day-to-day stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be the reverse of that too, yeah. I'm sure, if you're around your family 24-7 and you maybe need a break from that too. I don't know. I don't have uh, kids or anything <laughs> like that. I've got my dogs though, and I love them dearly, but I do know that I need a break from them sometimes. Um, and that's when you can use the next one, social outings, uh, which is a good way to get out and interact with friends and um, you know, just kind of change it up and whether that's going to dinner or going to a movie or, you know, even sometimes the hiking and stuff will turn into social events as well. Yeah. And again, it's, these are all very simple things and we're pointing these out because we do want to try and break that stigma and that stereotype. And people look at wellness as something like, Oh, you know, that's for certain groups of people or, this or that, or like we said earlier, it's too expensive, whatever. A lot of this stuff, you know, is free or inexpensive. Some of it might be expensive, but you know, even simple things like a lunch break at work, technically that's, you're, you're getting a little bit of a reprieve from your day-to-day job duties. You know, Mm -hmm. you're hopefully leaving and getting away and being able to reset and refresh and, re-energize yourself for the remainder of your work day. That's or if even, you're using them right. Not, yeah. not sitting there eating your lunch while you're working. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, even just short little breaks, you know, if it's just getting out, you know, stretching yeah. your legs, going for a quick walk, whatever, you know, um, and everybody's jobs are a little different. But um, another simple one, um, this one I personally kind of like is uh, just taking a drive, you know, getting in my vehicle and just going for a, a nice little drive and, you know, resetting sightseeing and, you know, just kind of relaxing. Um, I've always found that to be kind of good therapeutic thing for me, especially if I can kind of combine it with listening to music and stuff. Normally when I get in my truck, I try and blare some sort of music, but yeah, I think that's a good one. I think as long as I'm not driving anywhere like specific, if I was doing like a free, I'm just going to drive and listen to music. That'd be great. If I'm in traffic and trying to get somewhere. I'd probably would not be very calm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Got a little bit of road rage. But a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, and you kind of hit on this earlier, like with, uh, you know, the social stuff, but like even just sitting down and watching a movie again, all things that we all probably partake in at some point in time, or most of us, you know, depending on what your lifestyle looks like, but Um, these are common day-to-day things that we all typically do and they are wellness related. And the point is, is that there are so many things that fall under wellness 
And you're already doing it. And I kind of said this earlier, but it's just a matter of, are you doing enough or are you doing it in the right way? Or have you discovered all the right things for yourself that's going to help get you to your, you know, I guess, operational level that mm-hmm. you want to be at, you know, and, and again, that's going to be different for everybody as well. That's kind of one of the nice things about wellness is it, there's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, roadmap or whatever for, for every, it's going to work for every single person. I think, you know, this is our list that we came up with and think of the things that, that you use daily or weekly and, and kind of find that, you know, test them and see if they're, you know, think back and see if they're really, are they working or do I need to find new tools and new um, things to put in my toolbox to make sure that, that I am, uh, you know, staying focused and trying to work on my wellness path and, and defeat some of those stereotypes and be the best that I can be. Yeah, I agree. And I think a big part of this, the the whole point of this really is to kind of get people to start breaking down not only the stigma and the stereotypes, but how really just overall how you're perceiving and viewing these things in your life. Because I think once you can actually start looking at wellness as something more broad, right. And not so specific or narrow visioned, right. Yeah. You can look at it in the broad scheme of things and how your life is and how really all the activities that you partake in or that are available to you could benefit you in some way to keep you thriving and not just surviving. Right. Yeah. And so I think once people are able to break that stereotype down, they can look at things in really just a more generalized wellness light and see how can things that I'm doing every day, how could they be changed or altered or what new things could I start doing that are not only going to be fun and exciting and stuff, but also provide some sort of benefit. Yeah. I think that's a great, great point. I also think, you know, um, we don't want to let the thoughts or stereotypes of others really get in our way and, and, um, hinder us from trying new things or, or, um, doing things that are in your best interest. Uh, you know, that's something that I think all of us have to fight in life, even if we're in a great place in our wellness, um, you know, journey or or we seem to be balanced at this time, at this point in our life. I think that, um, you know, it's something that's always going to come up in the background and kind of make you question at some points and, uh, just being able to be aware of that and and ready to move forward and, and, uh, you know, stay positive and focused. Yeah. Um, it's time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. So today we have a a quote uh, by Nancy Kress, and it says, A stereotype may be negative or positive, but even positive stereotypes present two problems. They are cliches, and they present a human being as far more simple and uniform than any human being actually is. And again, that's a quote by Nancy Kress. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss new episodes. You can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.